0: Hi, my name is Maddie Erskine, local music director, and welcome to this week's virtual in-studio. Today's segment is with the Runaway Grooms, a five-piece band based in Vail Valley, Colorado. To kick off this in-studio, here is a live recording of their song, See Where You Land.
1: I'll see you next time
2: thank you
0: you just heard see where you land by the runaway grooms who I had the wonderful opportunity to chat with about their recent show and what they have coming up in the future
3: first if you all just want to introduce yourselves your names your pronouns and what you play in the band
4: I'm oh, sorry i hey, uh I'm Zach G and I play bass and vocals in the
5: Grooms. my name is Zach uh I do backup vocals, do some slide guitar work, and some electric guitar. I'm Adam Tobin, and I do
1: lead vocals and guitar as well.
3: Awesome. So you recently just played a show at the Globe Hall. Um, what was it like playing a show during COVID? Super exciting.
4: Dude, that, <laughs> yeah. was, that was awesome. Uh, we were, man, it, initially, like, we played two sets. The uh, mm-hmm. first set was, like, Whoa, this is really weird because you know we have a 250 cap venue mm-hmm. with like 40 people in it you know and like and also we haven't played a lot show yeah. for glove hall we hadn't played it since Love um that. since halloween yeah you know and so that's like two months for for us which is yeah. quite some time um and but it was it was awesome um it was so good to play in front of people, uh, play on stage again with each other, and, like, share the music that we've been working on since we haven't been playing out. We're just, like, riding, riding, riding. So we're able to share a lot of music that, like, hasn't been released yet or anything like that. So that that was
5: really cool. That was amazing. I mean, the challenges during COVID are... I mean, almost devastating for a band yeah. like us. We love feeding off the energy, having the people in the crowd, uh, even not even having people standing up. That's so weird. It was <laughs> really strange.
4: But, yeah, because
3: people are, like, seated, cool. like, um, distanced. Yep.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah distant. And, and, you know, even at Globe Hall, I mean, thankfully, you know, that they're open and hosting, yeah. a- able to, you know, host some some live music, but, you know, to follow, like, you know every yeah. what, ordinances is that would that be the right word but like they have to like abide by certain rules <laughs> meaning like you can't just get up and go dance around the venue like <laughs> which is really strange yeah. you know it kind of feels from a band standpoint but
5: also like the crowd's like
4: oh, we just want to we just want to get up and dance you know yeah. yeah
5: yeah, they're just dying that expression going on and yeah
3: yeah Yeah, definitely um so you have a very jam band feel to your music what is your songwriting process like is there like a lot of um, improv involved in that and just kind of jamming out or
1: yeah yeah the it depends on the song um but typically we do like to jam and we like to get together and um just let things kind of pour out and sometimes something really cool pour out. And we, uh, we say, hey, let's run with that. And it's a difficult thing to then turn into a composition because um, you got five cooks in the kitchen and everyone has a, an incredible vision of, of how they think the song should go. Um, uh, but, but sometimes it really clicks in, the, in yeah. the band room and you're able to come out with, um, with some cool stuff. Other times we found that it helps when someone composes the idea beforehand, brings it to the group. And um, what we do then is we play
5: it. And we were talking about this yeah. the other day. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Like uh, our revision process, mm-hmm. if you will. Oh, totally. It's like we'll play a song the first time and we think like, man, this thing's jamming. Then we'll come back in the next practice. We the same thing. And I don't know, we <laughs> we love to just pick apart our own stuff and really, uh, really try to dial it in. Which is collectively in the
4: writing process is I think how we've been so fortunate to come up with like a, a final product that we're very proud yeah. of. You know, it's like sometimes we go in and workshop songs, like sometimes it's like weeks and like months, like workshopping the same song and it's just like, oh, there's something that's just not mm-hmm. it's just not ready, you know and mm-hmm. and then and we've had so many of those that just kind of like got put to the side, you know, and yeah, uh, sometimes we come back to them and sometimes we don't, but um yeah, it's it's, it's very much a song by song basis in the songwriting process, but the improv is like uh, to my favorite part, yeah. where it's like, okay here's a loose structure and here's our end signal um, of like somebody plays this or whether it be mm-hmm. an organ part or a drum fill or something. And it's just like that space between is organic and happens, it happens in the moment. So it's like, it may never happen again, but mm-hmm. like yeah. just how it happened,
2: mm-hmm.
4: which is so cool that we can... It feels gratifying from our perspective in terms of uh, not being like stale, like having something flavorful and like something to look forward to to create that's brand new every show. Yeah. Um, and then it's also, like you know coming from an audience perspective is like you might catch like this like super fire version of like <laughs> thunderbolt yeah. something that's yeah. like we've never done before and it just so happened to
5: work out that way so. Well, it's it's like, uh, you know, when you say the same word over and over again and it mm-hmm. starts to sound really funny the more you say it? Yep. Same thing with me. Like, the more we do a song, like, over and over again, we start to kind of question it.
1: Yeah, it, it, it needs
3: to change to feel right? natural again.
1: <laughs> oh, exactly. Totally.
3: Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, this is kind of a fun question. If you could play another instrument, just, like, immediately be good at it, what instrument would you want to play? man go for it <laughs> saxophone nice
4: saxophone. It a good one. or keyboard by saxophone stands yeah me. saxophone would be
5: awesome mm-hmm. i always thought cello I, mm-hmm. i've always wanted to be just yeah. cello yeah.
3: cello is beautiful i like the like cello pick too yeah.
1: Sax a little bit when i was in like fourth grade, oh. like fourth grade <laughs> <middle school>. wow <laughs> yeah i like sax definitely melts my heart But I think it'd also be really cool just to be able to, like, wail on the xylophone, (laughs) the
3: electric xylophone. True. Yeah.
2: Can we get
3: that going? Yeah. (laughs) the xylophone's fun. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think
0: it's time to get back to some music. Next up is a live recording of Carry Me Home by The Runaway Grooms right here on 90.5 KCSU. Welcome back to this week's virtual in studio. You just heard "Carry Me Home" by the Runaway Grooms, who I had the wonderful opportunity to chat with about some of their past shows and all of the awesome stuff they have coming up in the future.
3: What have been some of like your favorite shows that you've played in the past? Wow, uh,
5: we've done some. We done some. We've done some pretty fun stuff. We uh, way back when when we were like just starting off, we we did this uh, yoga session. At the Ford Amphitheater, like really, really strange. We weren't sure what we were going to do. And so we were coming up with all this like really interesting stuff. And there was like a hundred people up on stage and we just had to play like really soothing music. I I don't know if it's like my all-time favorite, but it was just such an exercise.
3: Yeah. Something you'll
2: remember.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it ended up being great. Like it was so Mm -hmm. much fun.
4: Um, For me, um, Really, my favorite, most memorable show would would be my first show with the Grooms, which was yeah. Party with a Porpoise. Our friends threw this. This was pre-COVID. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess it was the very end of November or mm-hmm. December of last year. Wait, no. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, and so Party with the Porpoise, what they threw a benefit to benefit SOS Outreach we played but it was my first time playing with them with like no rehearsal <laughs> like set list stuff going on and and i kind of i came to the band from nashville so it's like out of that it's like we kind of have in our nashville group we had a performance mm-hmm. you know and you know you have that performance and you go put it on to the t wherever you go and then this was like I, I was like i was like you know what songs are we playing? We're, uh, we don't know yet. We'll figure it out when we get on stage. Uh, and so, you know, we get on stage and Adam's calling out. He's like, hey, it's an E major. You know? and all the wall people, too. This, this <laughs> place is just packed. Just, like, a couple hundred people just, like, squeezed into uh, Bell Brewing Company. And that was probably my favorite most memorable show. Um, Definitely. Mid- very cool. Mish was very cool as well.
3: The cool. Mish is awesome.
4: Yeah, Mish is definitely up there
1: for me, just because of the uh, the environment and the atmosphere of that show, and because it was um, definitely one of our most like intimidating gigs as a young band. As mm-hmm. we up on that, for so many incredible performers have have done it. But I think one of my favorites was um, we were playing. We got asked to play at this houseboat party on this lake in Tennessee. <laughs> And it turned out being like a group of 70 kids our age, five different houseboats. Oh, wow. And they all linked they're in the middle of this lake. And we performed two nights for them, for these crazy people. Um, they're not, well, they're kind of crazy. <laughs> but they're, they're all our <laughs> friends now. But we, uh, yeah, the, the Narvel crew is what they call themselves.
5: That's super <laughs> fun. Getting out there was an adventure. Probably 2,000 pounds of music gear in our truck, just like driving out to Tennessee. I mean, yeah, it was it was a blast. That was an experience. For
2: me. Yeah,
3: that's awesome. What impact do you want to have with your music and like what do you hope listeners and fans can take away from it?
4: I, I, I like uh, basically the freedom of expression and the, fr- mm-hmm. the, the freedom to be yourself and come as you are really and like that's kind of that's the approach that we take a, as a band is this organic approach of like you know really we're just a bunch of homies a bunch of friends you know just having a good time and loving to play music and and I personally hope to that that's conveyed and and people uh we're able to share that with other people and um for people to just feel comfortable expressing themselves through the music that we create. So
5: that's, Mm -hmm. that's it for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do think that like a lot of our best gigs, like when we're playing the best is when we're really tight knit with the crowd that we're there with and we're just, everyone's feeding off it. The biggest impact I I would love to have is just that people can feel what we're feeling up on stage there through the music. Yeah. Yeah in a in the best way possible yeah
1: yeah that's pretty much for me too yeah just um providing a, a positive experience for people and yeah an experience where they feel like they can come out and just shake it loose a little bit you know and uh um, hopefully someday you know maybe it, if you know things get more popular to have more of a voice just in the world yeah and providing an impact that way um but right now, I just want to provide a good time. I
2: think, really. Yeah,
3: yeah that's awesome. Is there anything else you'd just like to let listeners know? Um, upcoming show you got at Chippers.
2: <laughs> oh yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> Dude, we're so stoked about Chippers. We went <laughs> there you for, for it. like uh, it's bowling with the bands. Yeah, like, like a um, thing. And what a cool venue! Like we were so we're so stoked to go over there. And it's
3: so it's unique. Yeah,
4: so unique, and um, you know, just the whole Mish crew and and Mm -hmm. Danny and them are just great people, like, definitely. We played all around, and the hospitality that in like it just gives me goosebumps talking about (laughs) it because they're so kind. Oh, absolutely! So, yeah, of course, Chipper's Lanes, uh, February 20th. Um, but for me, we're we're pushing out, um, piece by piece, part of our sophomore album, which is the first time the world has really heard the five piece. Yeah. For in like, have like been seeing Colorado shows during COVID. And so that, that album is called Zoetic Revival. And we're releasing live tracks that we recorded mm-hmm. throughout 2020. Um, all of which are in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, you know, it's cool because it it's organic, it's live, it's imperfected. It's, it's who we like currently, you know, are as a five piece. And I really love that. So, um, we just released the first single off of that, which is see where you land. Um, we have our, uh, carry me, yep. carry me home is yep. coming next. That's what,
2: I, I don't
3: know. One, which listeners was- will get to hear in this podcast. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. It was fantastic to talk
0: to you all.
1: You as well. It was great to meet you.
0: My name is Maddie Erskine and thank you all so much for tuning into KCSU. If you missed any of this segment with the Runaway Grooms, you can find it up on our website at kcsufm.com.